Yeah. Right. 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 Am I distracting you? No, you're not. Okay. Good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Thread X Reproductions. I am Nick. And I am Nate. <laughs> uh, welcome back to whatever the fuck this show is. <laughs> it, it has Nick and Nate, so we put it in the title. <laughs> yep, there you go. So, um, how has your week been? All right, we're good. And you're dead. <laughs> we got Fall Guys with Nightmare Before Christmas shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It looks hey, cute. Look. So, like I said, we were watching Home Alone last night. And the movie starts and it's at the scene whenever they're, you know, the cops waiting at the staircase. And I asked her, I said, uh, asked my girlfriend, I was like, so when did you notice that that was the same guy that he was just casing the place? And she was like, it's not. And I went talking about the police officer. I was like, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and so she, she was. She, she never was, realized that was Joe Pesci. She she did. Yeah. She was like. She was like. Uh, mm, and so she went to go look it up on IMDb. Went to his IMDb <laughs> page and like found the picture of him from the like whenever he was in the Wet Bandits. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was just looking at it like look up at the same time. She was like, oh, they kind of do. And then she scrolled over. It was the cop picture. And she was like, oh, she was like, I was straight up about to fight you. And I was like, and you would have lost. Because <laughs> it's like, it's straight. Like he, he notices the pain. Like that's what, that's a part of the movie. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the suicide squad real fast here. Uh, so we had a episode couple we had a show a couple episodes ago where we were like, what is this game? And I think we were, for the most part, right. Where it's like basically like a third-person shooter mixed with some probably martial arts or whatever. But the gameplay alone looked like almost all third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. And like, no. So w- what do we feel about that? That's what I was going to say. I have no idea. I'm going to have to see a developer breakdown of what the hell this game is because first off first impressions, which first impressions, the game looks beautiful. Like it's the first time in a while where I'm like, Oh my God, like I know that that's a cinematic, but that also looks like it might be running in engine. Mm -hmm. So it looks impressive and it looks like it's one. It's kind of like whenever unity came to PS4 and didn't come to the last gen consoles. Like this looks like a game that specifically will show off next gen. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, coming from Rocksteady, like there's stuff in that thing that I've never seen in a Rocksteady game, like right. systems and the whole third person shooter aspect. So it, mm-hmm. we we saw traversal, we saw different character like character elements playing with. Di- so we know that you can play as all of the different characters. It's not like Guardians of the Galaxy where you're just Star Lord. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know what the fuck this game is. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there definitely was one shot in particular where it showed, like, uh, King Shark next to Deadshot. So it's like, okay, is are they just playing next to each other? Or are they trying to show us that it's multiplayer? And there, it's going to be, you know, like, a four-person squad, two-person squad, three-person squad. What's up with three-person squads? I don't know. Like, it, it, it became a trend. You know, out of nowhere. I think Destiny was the first official one to start it. Where they're just like, oh yeah, you just three friends. Or two friends and you. It's like, okay. Well, like, not that it's a big fucking deal. It's just, it's just weird or whatever. I guess that's the one thing Back 4 Blood can do is bring us back to a day with four people. Yeah, I, well, like, I'm... <sighs> Too bad it sucks ass! Well, I think Destiny probably had a lot to do with that. Another week of living in existential of what the fuck are we living in now? Um, yeah. So we talked about that a lot last week. So we're, we're I not. I, I joked about it at the very end where it's like the Decepticon, Omnicron. Now we're even more in this kind of like WTF. Because it's like, okay, so it's three times as transmissible, but half as dangerous. Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, to further that, we are definitely living in a topsy-turvy time right now where nothing Topsy makes sense. Um, to give you an indication, you're, you're 
have you been paying attention to the whole Crumley investigation and Crumley situation with the shooting? School shooting. Crumley. Crumley is the the kid who took the handgun, and it was the shooting. A couple oh weeks ago. God! Oh my God! Yeah, they got the freaking parents, and yeah, the parents got arrested. Mm-hmm. And well, first they were on the <laughs> first they were on the run. Like, uh, no, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. So the thing that came out today, um, I had seen from breaking news. Breaking news. Officials now say that Jennifer and James Crumley, the parents of accused shooter Ethan Crumley, have retained two high-profile defense attorneys for their involuntary manslaughter charges. Meanwhile, their son Ethan will be defended by a court-appointed attorney for his terrorism, assault, and murder charges. And this morning, I sat there and was watching the arraignment hearing, the Zoom arraignment hearing that they had with the defense Uh attorneys, prosecution, judge, and everything, and... Like the arguments the defense were making were basically to say like we're, we're not. Tr- I think what their defending argument is is that trying to go after the prosecution for being reactionary, as far as posting this all out in the media, kind of thing. Hey, that's hey, 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 careful. That's what it seemed like. But yeah, right. they, they were talking, and I'm just like, I just don't understand how it's not negligence. Like they are guilty at the end of the day of negligence, no matter what. And it's like, right. do we just not like? Okay. Yeah, as, as far as like, as far as that goes, like I, you know, I know people who are, um, you know, avid gun collectors, and even they're like, yeah, you bought a gun for a fucking tween. There were like red flags galore, and you still felt the need to not take the gun away, like. Yeah, to me, the nail in the coffin that it's one of those of people like the whole Rittenhouse thing, if they try to come back and say something, and which I don't think anyone's going to come to their defense, but I always prepare mm-hmm. that there's always that one person. The there one irrefutable fact that I will go to is how in the hell did they not put two and two together when the day of the shooting, the yeah. teachers called them for understandably understandable concerns as far as the drawing of the gun drawing of a gun you know shooting students and searching right. for ammunition that that day the parents didn't think to go oh hey we just bought him a gun let's see if he has it with him right i mean that's that's honestly probably one of the most fucked up thing it's like is that they are cl- it, it's the day of mm-hmm. it's not it's not the week before the month before anything like that even though there were calls before i want to say two at least yeah and then so two and then the day of the fucking day of like i don't know i don't know like exactly what should be done about you know the administrators because i feel like enough was done to them unfortunately but at the same time see that's you you had a kid in your possession who was very disturbed that definitely should have been a suspension or something. I was in the same yeah. camp that you were mm-hmm. until I thought about it a little bit more. And <clears throat> while the administrators showed signs of disturbing comments, we are in a day and age where I feel like they could have jumped immediately to, oh, he might have a gun. But they had no indication to think that it could be severe to that case because the parents, because here's the thing too, is they could have I mean, asked yeah, the hindsight 2020, but the parents could have said, yeah. No, and so it's it's in their court. So I put full blame True. on the parents because they didn't even the tell pa- them that the, they purchased a gun. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good point. It's like we did just purchase him him, him a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They sound okay. just like shitty yeah. parents altogether. From yeah. what I've been reading, I mean the fact that they would go on on the run, like, like if you're innocent or whatever, and you know that you did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. then let it be cleared up. Yeah. I mean, you should always, I think anybody should be afraid of being arrested, you know, because you, you hear, you hear all the stories or whatever, but in this particular situation, when all you did was buy a kid a gun, if you genuinely don't think that's a wrong thing, why go on the run? You know? Yeah. Hindsight. I mean, there are plenty. Yeah. There are plenty of like innocent people who probably go on the run because, you know, they just, unfortunately, maybe they think the evidence is against them or something so but the evidence is truly against them in this case i mean oh, it's yeah. it's just yeah so apart from that i've actually been yeah. having a lot of really good stuff so yeah um i have been 
diving into Miles Morales heavily, 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 heavily. And yeah. I, that has brought Which me... Which for everybody, you know, check out our YouTube. We're going to have Christmas games and mm-hmm. Christmas movies. And that's going to be one of them is the Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, pretty much all I'll say kind of blanket on that. I'm about... So how, how far are you? Are you most of the way through? Um, I am trying to get, I'm trying to think I'm to the spot. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. I am to the spot where I am trying to join the underground. Okay. So I have played, I've just played that mission. So I'm just one ahead of you when it comes to main, I cannot stop playing the side activities for whatever reason, the way they have designed everything as far as the activities, the collectibles, I am way more geared to getting them than doing the main campaign where I was vice versa with Spider-Man. So that's been a big contributing factor. But uh, also, can we just talk about how stellar Hawkeye is? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing Um, week. Another amazing week, an amazing episode. And I don't know if you saw this. This makes me sad. As of last week, they were reporting that Hawkeye is still showing as the least viewed, pe- least pe- least amount of people have tuned in for the show compared to WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's better than any of those, but it's also like, even like a D-tier Marvel, um, whatever, is still like... B or A in in other places, you know mm. what I mean. So, so it's like the fact that this. Well, for people who had a had a hate for Hawkeye or didn't like Hawkeye the entire ten years, they need to watch the show because literally it solves every issue that people have had with Hawkeye. It gives, and at least as with this episode, we're starting to see more of a eulogy and love and respect given for Natasha that we didn't see post Endgame. Mm. Seeing with him, seeing him wrestle almost every episode with losing Natasha and how much it's breaking him apart is like, it adds so much more depth to that character. And I'll argue and say that I feel like the dynamic between him and Kate is probably one of my favorite duo dynamics I've seen, at least in what we've gotten so far. Um, I think really the only one we can compare is Bucky and Falcon, but um, just their dynamic works so well together. Also, I just love Haley Steinfeld, so that might have a lot to do with it. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, the only thing I'd say is that it's starting to grade on me. Interesting. You know? How so? Uh, well, Haley Steinfeld, she's just, she's, I guess, maybe too quirky. Like, it's, I, I feel like for the first two episodes or something, it wasn't that big of a deal. But as the episodes go on, she's still just acting like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And... You know, hopefully that means that, you know, the last episode, she'll just be like this confident, you know, Yas Queen, you know, hopefully Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to get. But as of right now, like, I guess it's just, I guess it's just like the way she talks. It's like, "Um, yeah, we're like best friends and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. I think that's been overdone at this point. So that's on purpose. I, I get that. I really do. But that doesn't make it any better. Like, I think that's, if it was done on accident, it wouldn't like suddenly make it better. Well, I think it's a, to (laughs) each their own thing because it's something that's something I like about her character. And, and in particular in the last episode, whenever they were doing the reconnaissance and it's like, all right, repel down from the thing. And she just starts walking across the street and he's like, what, what are you doing? And, and, I thought the same thing at first when they were in the elevator because she was like, oh, yeah, me and Hawkeye are best friends. And then I realized what she was doing. She was trying to get him to get off the elevator so she could ride up the rest of the way herself. And I was like, "Okay, you're using your annoyance to a tactical advantage here. (laughs) And so I think she was just being annoying. Well, he maybe she was going up to the roof like she like that was that she wasn't being serious there. She was like, oh, okay, yeah, don't leave. All right. Bye. Like, that's what she was doing. That was that was planned for her to do that. It wasn't just her being annoying. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to tell, honestly, because she's way, just annoying. Well, the way <laughs> like, I see so, her character, she is she is confidently stumbling. She's faking it till you make it, I guess is the best way to put it. Because she, yeah. she's literally thrown into... I mean, character-wise, it all makes sense. Because she's this person who... 
really has kind of had a broken life in general and just mm -hmm. from the beginning with the whole alien invasion when she was 10 but i mean she's thrown into the situation where at the same time she's meeting her uh her idol but also being chased by people who want to kill her thinking she's someone else and like trying to figure out if her mom and her fiance are so it's kind of one of those my life is in perpetual chaos fuck it <laughs> you know so it's just it's confidently faking it till you make it and then that's why i really like those scenes like the i'll be honest the christmas scene whenever she came over that's probably been my favorite scene of the show so far because mm -hmm. it was cool seeing their dynamic it was cool the whole quarter toss thing like them just being a duo like being a partnership and then also him like kind of calling her out and being like hey you know i see kind of <clears throat> i see behind those layers and so it, it really I think everything that we're seeing potentially that as annoying is intentional. Um, but again, <laughs> that's my, that's my stance on it. <laughs> but uh, my, per I, I have a, qu hold on. My question at this point is, is when are we going to see Kingpin? I know. Like um, I like the rock, uh, new rock stars breakdown where like they even broke down his laugh and it's all like, that's Vincent D'Onofrio's laugh or yeah. whatever. And it's just like, I get they're trying to go for this big reveal or whatever, but I don't know. Like it's just why, just why? you know, I don't love the way they're doing it either because right? so it's just so heavy handed. Like he can't just say, Hey, Kingpin, he has to say like when he's in the car with the one guy, he's just like, Oh yeah, th your boss or her boss. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if Ronan was doing his job, right. Right. That he would have known who the guy is. No, he knows who it is. Exactly. But he's, he's playing the pronoun game, you know, like in cinema sense where it's like, you know, they give a sin for playing the pronoun. Cause he's not saying, um, whoever the who's Kingpin's real name? Uh, uh, Wilson Fisk. 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 Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's not saying Fisk. He's just saying your boss or her boss, and it's just like just say it. Well, the like, problem the problem that I have goes back to the conversation of marketing toys and you know real life stuff because. Mm -hmm. Last week, Kevin Feige came out and said that, yeah, Charlie Cox is going to be Daredevil in the MCU if we choose to include him in properties going forward, which right. we know they're going to. I mean, that's just that. Right. But which which all oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. But what also happens is with him doing that also confirms that Kingpin exists in the MCU because you can't have one without the other. Exactly. So announcing that at the same time, Hawkeye is going on where the big theory is, is it Fisk? It's just kind of like, right. could you have not done that? Like, just mm. don't like, <laughs> it's like now, now if it doesn't happen, it's going to be disappointing. Cause it's like, well, who the fuck else is it? Right. Right. I wonder that if that's also his way of hinting at, uh, you know, Murdoch being in, uh, no way home. <laughs> is that good or bad? Yeah, I don't so, know. so the, that face is because I had like a couple weeks ago, I was scrolling through Facebook and I had just come across a picture and it was a picture like so it was a phone phone picture. <laughs> and I'm looking, I was like, oh, there's Matt Mer It's people around the table. I'm like, oh, there's and look over. And there's other people that I've never seen him with before. I'm like, let me look away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, yeah, it, it's kind of one of those. I believe that that's a very high possibility. If it's if he's mm -hmm. not in No Way Home, we're going to see them soon. But yeah, because of whatever reason they decided to announce that publicly, it's just kind of like it kind of ruins the surprise in a way. Because mm -hmm. even though we know it's probably going to happen if Marvel doesn't give us a confirmation, we can just guess all the live long day and they can just, it could be a red herring, but right. um, <clears throat> I was going to say, as of now, where does it compare to the other Marvel shows for you? It's, mm, I mean, until we can really get the, uh, the conclusion or whatever, I don't know if it's going to be below or above, uh, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because it's like the whole reveal of the suit and everything definitely puts Falcon above <clears throat> Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. But depending on what's going on in this world, 
you know, I, I, I don't want to put it below just because I want to, like, I, I really feel like if there's going to be some reveals, whether it be Kingpin or just, you know, um, how they decide to end the show, um, I think that could put it above, but right now, yeah, that the reveal of the new Captain America was definitely a huge highlight and just the journey of becoming Captain America in the first place. Whereas like, yeah, Hawkeye, I mean, honestly, I, I really do hate to say it, but it's like, it's honestly, um, Kate Bishop right now. That's kind of ruining. Well, not ruining. Let's, I don't want to, I don't want to go that far, but she's definitely bringing it down. She hasn't me, grown on you yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anything, she's done the opposite because it's like I liked her in the first two episodes and just every episode, it just becomes less and less um, tolerable, I guess. But it's it's also not enough that I hate it. It's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, even a D tier Marvel project is still good for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? it is hard. And I think once the show ends, um, we'll have, I'll have more of a concrete answer, but I feel like right now I want to put it above Falcon and winter soldier Mm -hmm. simply because like the ending was so strong. And a lot of parts in Falcon and winter soldier were really strong as well of the journey of him becoming captain America. But -hmm. unfortunately 80% of it for me was still kind of generic Marvel movie. So I do like seeing when it's different like that. And for me, I think this has a lot more emotional resonance to something like WandaVision so far because they are taking the time to focus in on Clint and focus in on his grief and focus in on his struggles. Um, And also, you know, in the, I guess in the woke sense, it is cool to have a lot of different non-ham-fisted, like, representation stuff like with echo and then the whole the fact that it was a simple explanation of why he's wearing hearing aids and they didn't make it a big deal of oh i'm wearing it's just like oh yeah i just i i banged a lot of (laughs) yeah you did i got thrown around and been in a lot of space battles so i'm a human more like (laughs) cockeye which also just seems like "Mm." so uh Tell me if you've ever had this experience before, okay? Uh, I I work for Domino's, obviously. And yesterday I got a I got a call basically like, "Hey, could you go work at this other Domino's cuz they're in really dire need and they mm-hmm. they need help or whatever." So I go there and like it was like walking into a, you know, a, a childcare center. Just everybody was like from high school I mean, maybe college, but I was like legitimately the the oldest person there. And it was just like, makes uh, you feel great, doesn't it? <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, it's Actually, also- there was there was uh, later in the night. I did see like an older gentleman. He was kind of on the chunky side or whatever. So it's like I did eventually see somebody who was older or whatever. But like everybody on the inside was like very young and versus my store which both of all three of the supervisors all three of my supervisors that are like above me or whatever they're all like they're either my age or they're older yeah you know i haven't asked them obviously but like they're at least older than me or whatever so it's like there's this hierarchy yeah whereas like i'm going in taking orders from a bunch of fucking 12 year olds well, we're just like yeah and we're <laughs> seeing more and more of that because obviously everyone like because uh... I'm not saying this to be ageist, I guess. And I feel like I have to say that just to fucking cover my own ass in 2021. But um, yeah, like it's because kids in high kids in high school are the only ones who will put up with how a lot of these, especially retail or food service or customer service workers will treat them because as adults, we're like, Hey, we're not going to put up with that. No. Um, And the downside of that is, things like whenever I go to Taco Bell, like I went to Taco Bell the other day and I'm not a Karen when it comes to fast food. I understand how stressful it is when it comes to handling all that. So I'm not going to be an asshole, 
That being said, I expect a certain amount of professionalism whenever be that as it may yeah, right. <laughs> in the sense of like, I don't expect you to be prim and proper while you're talking to me by any means. But this guy, this kid was straight up like kind of cutting up in the in the window with the window still open. And he was kind of like, I mean, he was he was joking with us. And I was like, OK, I appreciate the humor. But like I could see he was mm-hmm. being just very immature and childish, like with right. the other employees. And it's like. I'm coming to a restaurant wanting a service mm-hmm. and like that's, and, and, and I feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm alone in that, but yeah, kind of, it's honestly my biggest pet peeve. Like, I yeah. think I've mentioned this before, but it's like, it's, it's genuinely my biggest pet peeve because it is not that hard to just be nice and or professional and or, um, you know, fake it. You know, you're not in a good mood. You freaking fake it, but it is definitely the professionalism that is also a pet peeve of mine because it's like you honestly think it's okay to be like yo 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 what up yeah what is your worst experience i'm gonna go first um i go to this little itty bitty place it's like a a local place uh fancy freeze uh burgers but you know ice cream and stuff like that and there's this guy being completely just like yo what up what up like really unprofessional oh yeah i'll be right with you or whatever worst part though this white ass motherfucker saying the n-word totally nonchalantly so the and dude just, who was you were working who you were dealing with, with was white yep and he's just straight up saying the n-word nonchalantly no no shame in saying it no even joking you know, like he, it wasn't like, yo, my, you know, A, it was a hard fucking R. And it's just like, how, how can you be white in today's world? Like maybe, like this is a huge, maybe huge, maybe back in the nineties there, there might, oh my God. Even saying that, I know it's not true. <laughs> Just saying it out loud, I know it's 100% not true. But it's like, I feel like as time's gone on, and as you've had the PewDiePies and the ninjas and all the, all the you know, accidentals or on um people throwing out the N-word, it's like, no, that's not okay. Like, not even, not even if you did have the A. That's not okay. And in today's today's society, I hate to be that person. Well, today like in yeah. today's society, no, you're not allowed to say that. You're fucking white, damn it. The simple fact is based on conser- and I'm going to say conservative indoctrination because that is a large majority of where we see this coming from. Who are fighting against freedom of speech? Today's society thinks that freedom of speech means you can say whatever you want and then get offended and hurt. The whole, the whole, the whole, the the one that still gets me to this day is the January sixth stuff. Whenever they're like, "Oh, I'm getting arrested and sent to prison." How did like your white privilege is showing? Shut the fuck up. So for that, for the whole work thing, to me, if I'm an employer, mm-hmm. that's a fireable offense. And right. And people, are, well, you know, people make accents. No, if someone in today's day and age says, accidental or not, any sort of racial slur, that is a red flag of something that they have either heard around them and then they're actively using, they're not a person who I want employed in my workplace. Right. Um, for me, if I'm going to do my worst experience, you got to check, you got to top the N word. I don't think I can. Cause I can't <laughs> say I've had a lot of really, really awful experiences. Let me think for a second. Hmm. Yeah, see, most of my worst experiences are customers, not necessarily okay. dealing with. Well, give me, give me one of those. Give me one of those. <sighs> All right. So, oh. <laughs> so, a little backstory, if you guys haven't heard before, uh, my parents and I um, owned a barbecue restaurant in our hometown for about six years. Uh, we got it whenever I was still in high school, and so six years of you know out of high school i was you know managing the place like in food service like dealing with customers mm-hmm. and quickly realized how awful truly the people confirmed basically how awful the people were in my town some mm-hmm. of them based on how they acted but this one lady i will never forget she 
comes in and gets two potatoes. Now, with us, the way we made our baked potatoes was, A, they were big-ass Idaho potatoes. You're welcome. Um, and then we would load them up. So, I mean, we would put a bunch of butter, a bunch of sour cream, a bunch of ranch, cheese, meat. I mean, it was a 7 or $8 potato, mm. but it was worth your while because it was easily a quarter pound of meat nice. by itself. So, I mean, it was good quality stuff. Mm. Now, um, this lady got, got it loaded. She got everything no, she didn't want sour cream. She didn't want sour cream. And so, you know, we hand her the bag. She goes, fast forward four hours later, it's about five o'clock. This same lady comes back and is complaining about how her chopped beef is dry and about how we put sour cream on there when we weren't supposed to. First red flag of this, when she walks in the door, she's not carrying the potatoes in the same bag that she had them in. She's carrying them in a Walmart sack. So she also is complaining that the bar in which we gave them barbecue sauce also, mind you, this was four to five hours ago. She's complaining that the meat was dry. And so we had her and we had her open up the food and we were at the counter with her basically breaking down and showing her what the fuck is in a potato because she was like, well, you see, you see the, you see that you put sour cream on here. I don't want sour cream. And we're like, ma'am, we didn't put sour cream on there. She's like, yeah, you did. And we're like, you see those black spots there? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, man, that's ranch. That's not in sour cream. And <laughs> prior, to, prior to this, she had she had tied this Walmart sack tight, so we had to get a knife to cut it. So I handed my pocket knife over. Uh, it was me and, and someone else working at the counter. And I handed knife over to them so they could open the bag. And the knife was you know, still open. And after that conversation with the, and this woman still going on, and she... <laughs> person I was working with was like, all right, here, here, hand the knife before I end up, I end up, you know, accidentally hurting. What she was implying was here, here, you close the knife because I'm going to hurt myself if I accidentally close the knife. The woman thought that we were threatening her life. Oh, and she was no. like, well, I definitely don't want anything now because you're going to threaten. We're like, ma'am, we're not going to. And then we just let her leave and we we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. I have, I think it's that and just my general just don't give a fuck anymore. I have zero tolerance for any of that. So, and that's one thing that I did like is we, we didn't refuse service often, but if you acted like an ass, hell yeah, we would. Right. There was one guy who threw his hands on the counter because he was mad about something about ribs and we told him to get out and we're like, no, sir, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be aggressive and like, I have the right to refuse you service. Yeah. So. So speaking of <laughs> speaking of racial slurs and how they're not acceptable in today's day and age, what if this is a like, hypothetical like going immediately? Go ahead. And by hypothetical, I mean it's one hundred percent true. But let's say hypothetically, I don't know, a United States senator called another United States senator part of a jihad squad. That'd be bad, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So apparently, um, Bobert, Lauren Bobert, they're basically the Democrats are are trying to get her off of her duties, just like they did with Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green or whatever. After she said all this stupid mm -hmm. um, Holocaust bullshit. Yeah. Um, which let's 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 let's. We're going to take a side tangent of this side tangent and talk about how can you stop comparing everyday bullshit to the Holocaust? Unless people are literally dying because of something that's happening, stop complaining it to Nazi Germany. Because if you had a star on your chest, for instance, if you had a star on your chest... That was a death sentence in Nazi Germany. Okay? Mm -hmm. And people are just throwing this around like, oh, I have to have a vaccine card. Well, that's pretty much a Nazi star or, or a, a Jewish star or whatever. Oh, I have to wear a mask. That's pretty much a, a, a German star. Or, God, I keep saying a, a Nazi Jewish star, star or Jewish, whatever. Jewish star. It's like, first off, no it fucking isn't. Second off, you won't literally be killed in result of not having a mask or a vaccine card, so fuck right the fuck off. So, side tangent of the side tangent over. Back to the original side tangent. She 
there's footage of her literally calling. I lost the name. But it is a Muslim American. And she talks about how her and some of the other like more famous, um, you know, Mm -hmm. African-American AOC kind of type people are a part of the jihad squad. And it's just like that person was elected. Yeah. Everybody saw their choices and they're like, you know what? I like that person. But the worst part isn't necessarily that she called him that. It's the fact that there are several clips of her pretty much saying the exact same thing, but in different variations. So it means that it's a story she goes back to to rile up her crowd. Yep. And it's just like... It, when when people say echo chambers, it's insane. By the way, I'm not being rude or anything. I'm trying to one-up your that because I heard something today uh, about someone talking about January 6th. And in defense of the people that were there, and I'm, I'm like, woman, did you literally not just hear what you said? Let me see if mm. I can find it, because it, it. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so they're trying to get her to mm. lose all her, I mean, duties essentially. <laughs> um, <Nice>. And you know, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that that's going to be a whole oh freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Why can't I say stuff anymore? Freedom of speech. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. That's number one. But number two is I. We shouldn't have a senator saying extremely racist stuff like that. We shouldn't okay? have anyone saying it. And like you could just say, oh well, she's just commenting on the person's culture. Nope. Jihad is not a culture associated with anything other than the bad stuff yeah so you are making a negative um assumption of somebody just because like if you called them a muslim american like oh no here comes the muslim and because that was the context of she'd be like oh no here comes the jihad squad if you that would be the the context of her yeah. quote-unquote joke which conservative jokes jesus christ they're not like and and here's number three i guess another number three is like why why is it that that conservatives not all of them, obviously. Not all conservatives, not all Republicans, not all libertarians, whatever, you know. How come they think it's funny to say stuff like that because it makes a liberal or a Democrat or whatever angry? When the thing is, is that it's not literally the word you're saying that makes you mad. It's the implication behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you just say the word black and you don't say anything else, it's not just the word black that is a problem. It's the fact that it's what's behind it. When you call it the China virus, you know, and you try to make an excuse like, oh, well, it was called the Spanish flu. So why can't I call this the China? It's not the word China virus or the two words China virus. It's the implications behind it and the fact that you know what you're doing. This Yeah. Someone saying Jihad Squad. Like, it's not the literal word, you know. It's not the, or your ability to say it, right? This Mm. freedom of speech. It's the fact that you're doing it on purpose because you know it's problematic and you know it's a bad thing. The whole mental gymnastics that conservatives put us through of like, yes, we get that you didn't say literally something that was, but you, you can still get in trouble for the meaning behind that. And they don't understand that. My answer to the question that you pose is twofold. One, um, large portion of the reason why they think that they can't is because uh, a large portion of these conservatives that are making these kind of comments are on the more evangelical religious side statistically mm-hmm. statistically that also shows that they have a very 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 high chance of a lack of critical thinking because unfortunately that's kind of a thing with a lot of christians is i think that inherent nature of oh god's gonna take care of it don't worry i'm in god's hands and not had taken 
their own responsibility. I think that has a lot to do with it. It is, Mm -hmm. is that sort of mindset and thinking. The other thing is I, I think it's just clear as day that the Republicans think that we're, maybe not specifically Republicans, but there is some part of the government that just still thinks that we're stupid and won't notice anything. The whole thing with the um, redistricting for the uh, voting is another one. It's like, but kind of going off of this, I want to propose a segment for this show. Okay. I don't know a good, good way to phrase it yet, but basically let's showcase something extremely idiotic so we can make sure everyone's aware of how idiotic it is. Kind of like DeFranco's douchebag of the day. Oh, yeah. And I I found the link I was talking about and I sent it to you on Discord. Oh, okay. So That's what that was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the violins because they're like, they're saying that she's like being dramatic? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> okay. Imagine. Oh, I meant to show it like to screen share. Oh, you're right. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Many of these people have never been charged for a crime before. Some of them are veterans, and the treatment is unbelievable. They are told they have to denounce President Trump. They are told that their views are... See what I mean about the violence? (laughs) Even though these are men that every single night at 9 o'clock at night, they put their hand over their heart and sing the national anthem voluntarily. Imagine a group of men being held in jail with no idea of when they're going to go to court, no ability to bail out, no ability to see their family. Okay, that part right there is infuriating. Okay, that part right there is super triggering. Because she's like literally, oh, they don't know when they're going to get out. They don't, they can't see their family. And it's like, yeah, okay, so can not most but people you're... in the prison industrial complex. I mean, <laughs> yes. But then, you know, Mexican kids sleeping on the floor and dying in some cases, that's totally okay. But these people who literally stormed the Capitol. They're victims. But that's because these people are ours. That's why. Right? Yeah, back it up a little bit because she's about to say a defamatory statement. Okay. No ability to see their family. Being mistreated and abused worse than we treat terrorists at Gitmo. Yet they have their hand over their heart every night at 9 o'clock and sing the national anthem. The one part of this that really made me go, I'm sorry, what? Was when she makes the statement, she was like, saying that they'll have to denounce Trump, saying that they're cult-like, but yet these are people who at 9 o'clock every night put their hand over their heart and say, sing the national anthem voluntarily. Right. It's like, that sounds pretty fucking cult-like yeah, to me. At that, yeah, I mean, I'll sing the national anthem if it comes on, sure, but I'm not going to every single night at 9 o'clock. Right. Because that guess seems what? Fucking creepy. I don't give a. F- I'm not gonna say I don't give a fuck about my country that much, but it's just like I don't have blind patriotism like that. Right. But it's just like, and then she says it again at the end. It's like, our, our, I'm sorry, ma'am, your white privilege is showing. Right. Well, not only that, but it's like um, I feel like these are the same people that would make comments about like if somebody was doing the. Um. I don't want to say the wrong name, but the the prayer where they get the carpet out and they, you know, get on their hands and knees, you know, they do it Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. And they have to do it every day at a very specific time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like, why isn't that respected? Because we literally we literally just got done talking about how somebody would call somebody a jihad just because they happen to be a Muslim. That's the problem with Republicans is the fucking hypocrisy. But right? you are right. That is that is the biggest thing that's the worst about what she said is the whole of never knowing when they're going to see their kids. Hey, yeah, I guarantee that you've probably been for like hardcore prison legislation that has been basically corrupt mm-hmm. up to the entire decades, however long mm-hmm. it's been in place. But just because like for the first time, Someone who decided to be an idiot and storm the castle, not just, oh, we're looking around, destroyed, not destroyed, but like def- defame the castle or the castle. Right. 
And like, there's this there's this weird thing that it's like, okay, so let's say like for instance, let's say you broke into a house, mm-hmm. and then I just walked around politely, taking a tour. I'm still breaking and entering. You still broke into my house. I still am in a broken in house. There were still people at the Capitol saying, no, you can't come in. So even if, you know, the front line, the very front line is just a bunch of Antifa guys, right? And all the violence was really Antifa, you know? So all the polite people just walking around taking podiums. I mean, uh, walking around sitting on a desk. No, I mean, uh, walking around and, and doing absolutely nothing. They're still in there after Antifa. Regardless. By the president's word. Right. I mean, let's not get into that because... Yeah. But what we know for a fact is that, legally speaking, even if they went in there after all the violence... So we're talking like, I don't know, maybe like an hour or something. Maybe they went in at a whole hour. They were literally the back of the line. So the front of the line is doing all the damage and punching cops and tasing cops and breaking windows and you're at the back of the line but you still make it in you're still committing a crime yeah simple as that even if somebody loots the walmart down the street and then i just kind of walk in afterwards i'm in the scene of a crime so don't be at a scene of a crime like it goes back to what we talked that's the lot that's the logic that makes no sense because even if you want to blame it on Antifa, which first off, if you want to blame it on Antifa, why do you not also want to make sure you know what happened that day? That's number one. If it is Antifa, well then arrest Antifa. I'm okay with that. But it wasn't and you're just making shit up. Okay, so that's number one. Even if it was Antifa who did all the violence, all the people were still there on camera. So they're trying to act like, oh, these people are innocent. It's like, no, they weren't. It goes back. I mean, they're guilty by association. I don't mean to keep interrupting. Mm -hmm. Go on. I was going to say, it goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning with the Cromley situation is at the end of the day, you were still negligent. You cannot argue that you were not. You were in some and, – and the whole thing of saying they're treated worse than Gitmo, I guarantee you that's not the case. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, if anything, I'm, I mean, that's, that's just not the case. That's just actually not true. No one cares enough to treat you that bad because you stormed the Capitol because you're a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. You're spinning that narrative in your head because you're fucking crazy and your friend keep told you to. Yeah. I mean – You want to move to Canada? <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, here's a couple of things that we know about politicians, regardless of what side they're on. All, all politicians lie. All politicians can be hypocritical, mm-hmm. whether it be their past self or things they've done in the past, things they did as they, when they were a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. So all politicians can lie. All politicians can be hypocrites. But it's the brazen nature and the frequency that conservative or Republican um, candidates are hypocritic. Mm -hmm. That is ridiculous, you know, because I'm sure you could find AOC, which I feel like is a really good example of a good Democrat. I feel like you could still find instances of her being a hypocrite. No and one... I feel like that's not, you know, that's not something that I support, you know, because I don't support a Democrat being uh, a hypocrite, but I hate Republicans being hypocrites or whatever. That's not the case. The yeah. case is, is just how frequent it is, how brazen it is, and the whole gaslighting thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are trying to convince me that literally the footage that they were showing at the top or the 40 minute long um recount of all the events that they put out on july 4th you remember that Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that's 40 minutes long, and they went step by step by step of how they made it into the Capitol. You cannot tell me after watching that 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 it didn't happen the way I thought it happened, that I saw it happen. And there are even parts in that particular video where they highlight people from the Proud Boys, from, you know, various other Republican groups, you know, Mm -hmm. and they highlight them. They highlight their, you know, Facebook profile or just their mugshot and everything. It's like, this person's a Republican. This person is, boom, right there. Here's a nice red circle so you can see it. Yeah. But the amount of gaslighting is just... (laughs) It also comes Ridiculous. down to ownership, too. Like, the example you brought up about AOC, um, mm-hmm. to play off of that, for anyone who is still, like, unsure how to navigate basically what you see online versus what you think, the rule that I always go by when it comes to canceling someone or when something comes out, like, you're talking about, like, like Twitter. Let's just use Twitter. So let's okay. say that AOC, something came out that she tweeted something a long time ago that was problematic. AOC mm-hmm. strikes me as the type of person, based on her track re- record of being honest, from, from my understanding, just mm-hmm. how different she talks from conservatives, she would mm-hmm. own up to it. I, I, I would feel like she would own up to it. And, you know, if it was something egregious, I feel like she would do something about it comparison to like james gunn and this is a very loose comparison oh yeah he I was, literally, I was we are so much like because i was literally gonna use james gunn as an example th- this on. is this is what i'm talking about about some someone good like they came out and showed all the tweets that he made when he was edgelord 2010 when a lot mm-hmm. of us were doing that it mm-hmm. was it right no but it was also a societal thing kind of around that time and so but james gunn he admitted to i mean he was like yeah I mean, it's one of those that I did that 10, basically his response to being called out about it was basically like, look, I, I, I mean, yeah, I admit that it was wrong, but I mean, you know, it it wasn't anything that was bad, but yet he got canceled and all of guardians. There was genuine, um, um, regret in a lot of his, um, took ownership. Yeah, he took ownership and there was a problem. Whereas, um, you know, let's go on the other spectrum, mm-hmm. the other Please side do. of the spectrum. Um, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's just like, I don't get what the big deal is. Or Travis so, Scott. You know, I, I don't know that much about him. Well, he's, he's but, um, wanting to... Yeah, go ahead. It doesn't matter. Um, no, but the fact that, yeah, he can make all these trans jokes and and then he's just like, what? They're just jokes. And, you know, and and I think I brought this up before, but it's like, it's not the fact that you're making the joke. It's the fact that you're making the joke, being called out on them, making more jokes and being called out on, making more jokes, being called out on them. You can't do it that many times. Like if I randomly drop the word, uh, get ready. (laughs) If I randomly drop the word fag. Like, ah, Nate, don't be such a fag. And maybe I was ignorant. Maybe I didn't know what that that word really meant, okay? But you called me out on it. Like, Nick, don't say fag. Yeah. That's a bad word to say. It has a lot of negative, you know, implications for the, um, for the gay community. So yeah. please don't say that word. Okay couple days go past and i'm like nate don't be such a fit like that's still bad yeah you're you're still meaning i'm i'm being an asshole and now i'm being an asshole knowing that you don't like that word like it's 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 even worse or whatever and dave chappelle did the exact same thing or any comedian any comedian who nowadays will just like like I, there was this one, and of course, like hindsight twenty twenty, there was this one time that like uh, Louis C.K. had a whole thing. It's like, why can't we say fag anymore? <laughs> it's like we never meant it as somebody who was gay. We just like ah, stop being a fag. And it's like, but it it does mean that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, like just because you might not have literally meant it as this person's gay and likes to choke on cock, that. 
you're still implying that by saying that word. It it is just it is crazy to me, and also pretty impressive how a lot of people. Like just going back over to politics, um, like specifically <laughs> conservatives and Republicans have mastered the art of deflection. Because mm-hmm. and I'm going back to that because that kind of central point we're talking about hypocrisy there. Right, 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 right. It's it's like uh, going back to ownership. Yeah, if you get called out on it, if your immediate response is well, or if it's pointing blame at somewhere else or pointing it back on you, a yeah. don't trust anything they say. B right. shut up because you're wasting your energy because they're just yeah. Angry. I I feel like and. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but I feel like genuinely if a person is at least leaning to the left and or right in the middle, nine times out of ten, if somebody gets called out for something, they are way more likely to admit that what they did was wrong and that they want to change or whatever. And the sad thing is, is that sometimes that's still not enough for some people. You know, it's like, come on, guys, like they're they're coming out and saying it. at least they're not at least they're not Donald Trump and literally just being like, oh, fake news, literally anything that makes them look bad, literally anything that there is actual footage of him saying the things that he's being accused of saying. And yet he still says it's fake. Like, that's the that's the difference. that's the mm-hmm. night and day difference. I would much rather Somebody say an apology, even if it maybe does sound a little P-R-E-E, I would much rather somebody say something that, you know, shows that like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry for what I did. Rather than the, yeah, the deflection like you were talking about. The, uh, no, don't worry about that. Oh, come on, locker room talk. Oh, no, I didn't really say that. Oh, well, actually what I meant was, no. No, that's probably the worst right there, right? When somebody's like, oh, well, what he meant to say or what he meant is like, no, if you meant that, you would have said that, okay? Like, you shouldn't. There could be absolute um, flubs where it's like you literally just say one word instead of the other. But at the same time, it's like if you're saying that word, that word's in your mind. Yeah. And it's in your vocabulary of stuff that you would be willing to say maybe behind closed doors. So Yeah. Life's great. Life is great. Life is beautiful. But we have Halo. Um, So that's right. (laughs) How much how much have you played? (laughs) So when I started No no no, it wasn't I uh I've played four rounds of bots to try to get the I play four rounds of bots to try to get used to the controls again because I've been playing other shooters for so many years that playing Halo is almost foreign. Right. Jumped. I think I've played three actual matches, and after the third, my KD changed drastically. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the better, it went from one and twelve to like six and ten. So you know, it 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 got up there, but um. I'm having fun with it. I do feel like I'm being held back by the console that I'm on um, because it's a, the console that I have is my, is my friend's old Halo five limited edition Xbox one. So it is oh, okay. at least since 2015 and you can tell technically, cause I have the motion blur turned down everything. It's locked at 30, which mm, is disorienting yeah. going back to master chief collection at 60 <laughs> right. and also just the movement. Just, I, I, I feel like I have a little bit more. It doesn't feel as smooth as I feel as it would on a Series S or X. I I am very impressed with the laptop that I have. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry to like, uh, um, but it's like I. I mean, one, it is a laptop, so it's like I guess I don't really expect it to. I did make sure to get one. There's a sticker right here. It says Nvidia GeForce RTX. Intel Core 17 9th Gen. I can play Infinite at Ultra settings mm-hmm. on my laptop. Nice. Right? Like, and I think, like, if, if I was being technical, I definitely think there is some frame drops. So, but even dropping it down, because I was streaming it the other day, and I dropped it down to about medium. Now, obviously, the grass isn't as, you know, fine 
fine-tuned or whatever or the you know what i mean like so there's definitely things about it that yeah i can notice that the the rocks in the background look a little bit more or a little mm-hmm. less detailed but yeah. it's like it was still great and it made it run a little bit better you know it's just funny so. to me that we have a year if you think about it where we have a battlefield call of duty and halo launch in the same year even though Halo multiplayer doesn't have everything and it's that is kind of annoying itself. Like I went to go play SWAT because a lot of times in Halo, if I feel like I'm not doing well in normal mode, I'll feel better about SWAT because it's a mode I've played a lot. So for that not being looking a little better now, eh? (laughs) Yeah. So like with, with it not being the full suite in there, that is kind of annoying, but the game is still playable and is not marred by any sort of controversy. Yeah. So, like, Battlefield Dead on Arrival, Call of Duty Dead on, Dead on Arrival, basically just leaves Halo to thrive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I am surprised how much I like it. Um, and I think the reason I'm so surprised how much I like it is I've ha- I had a really bad um, experience with uh, Halo. Mm-hmm. So I played Halo a little bit when I was younger or whatever. And um, I even had some things where I kind of just like played with some friends. And I definitely wasn't that great. But the worst experience was like I got invited to this LAN party. And I'm like, oh, yeah, a LAN party. There's just going to be like 10 of us there just playing Xbox. This is going to be awesome. And I just the entire night, I just there I wasn't doing anything. You know what I mean? Like... They were just absolutely murdered. Buddy, get out of here. Get. I was like, man, Maddie got on the couch high. No, no, that's Buddy. Leave me alone. Um, And so, yeah, just absolutely getting murdered. So um, I did that twice. And that pretty much ruined, absolutely ruined um, Halo multiplayer for me. I didn't pick up Halo for another 10 plus years when I picked this one up mm-hmm. and suddenly I'm good. Yeah. You know, should... I definitely don't have a super positive KD, but at the same time pulling off, pulling off, I did this on stream, pulling off a repulsor and then a shot with the shock rifle mm-hmm. or whatever was so fucking awesome. And I, there was definitely a couple where I was getting like, um, I was getting like double kill. Yeah. <laughs> so like there was, and I got a, a couple of really good ones. So I feel like we should yeah. definitely do a plan a video at some point for us to talk about our halo experiences because mine mm-hmm. is so much different. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, I've heard like, I've heard of that before, but I actually haven't heard anyone being ruined, like turned off from multiplayer experience. But oh yeah. For me absolutely ruined. I, I had yeah, that I had that the other day um in one of my rounds because towards the end I think I hopped on big team battle. So it was in a larger size map. And there were ghosts and mongo mongoose running back and forth and I had picked up the um the skewer. Uh the, oh. the root skewer. And so like I had sh- I, I think I missed the first shot and there was a ghost that was coming my way and I had kind of geared up and my c- camera wise, I had just turned the camera a little bit. So I wasn't on center and I, I basically no scoped and it hit and it exploded. I was like, yes. Yeah. It's like, that's what that makes you. I had a very similar, um, very similar thing. Only it was with a person and they got launched by one of those like catapult things. Yeah. So they got launched by the catapult thing. I aimed right at them. And then I just tracked it down a little bit, shot, and it was a so satisfying, like, so goddamn satisfying. And it was just like, like I was, I like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this. I, I'm pretty sure I say that on stream. I'm like, I'm gonna try this, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> so, yeah, really good, 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 good. Video games are good. We have a couple of good ones coming out. Mm-hmm. I think either next episode or episode after that, we might start. Be, we may start talking about like our games of the year. It might be next episode because then the, ep- the week after that's going to be freaking like Christmas or whatever. Yeah. So we're, I don't think we're gonna. So yeah, we're gonna talk about like our favorite games of the year and everything next. Uh, so next episode is going to be way more video game centric. So 
if you're possibly getting tired of the everyday life uh, talking. <laughs> look forward to next episode. <laughs> yeah, look forward to next episode. So, yeah. But if All you're right, doing so... Living in Chaos with us. Yeah, right? Just keep, keep watching regardless, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I was Nick. And I was Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Nick and Nate show. And you guys have a good one. The fact that it was a simple explanation of why he's wearing hearing aids and they didn't make it a big deal of, oh, I'm wearing, it's just like, oh, yeah, I just, I, I banged a lot of. St- yeah, you did. <laughs> I got thrown around and been in a lot of space battles. So I'm a human. Hawkeye, more like cockeye. <laughs> <laughs> Which also just seems like. Mm-mm.